Praise God. Good to be here tonight. If he'd get saved, and I don't know it's a, whether he is or not, the only one I know here tonight that's saved is Mike McCoy. But if, uh, if, if the Pope would get saved, he could have preached after that pre- singing right there. Uh, praise God. Spirit-filled singing. I love it. We appreciate you being here tonight. I'll be as quick as I can. But I want you to know, if I'm not quick tonight, it's all Brother Harold's fault. Because he brought me two bottles of water tonight. Two. I've already been instructed to cut it short. I'm starting late, so we're going to go ahead and preach. <laughs> I don't think anybody here is in a hurry tonight, brother. <laughs> Waiting on the ride. Now, your preacher, I found out today, he and I have not conversed. Other than he told me when to be here and I showed up. But he said, uh, we were talking today and he said, you know, I preached out of that Sunday. I said, you didn't get verse number three, did you? He said, no, I couldn't get off one. I said, it'll be all right. I'm in three tonight. (laughs) Romans chapter number 12. I'm going to acknowledge a couple that's here tonight. They were members at my church in Crossville. The Lord relocated them down here. Jeremy and Penny, it's just good to see you and the boys tonight. And we appreciate you being here. Uh, now, Brother Jeremy is not one of those guys that likes to stand up and make any speeches or anything. But they were faithful church members when they were in Crossville. And it's good to see them down here tonight. Good to see all of you. Uh, if you found Romans chapter number 12, say amen. amen. The Bible says... I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice. Now, here's how a sacrifice will be. Holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed. That's why it's the old stuff. Be not conformed, amen, to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good, an acceptable and perfect will of God. But here's where I want to preach from tonight. For I say, through the grace given unto me. I'm glad for that grace they sing about tonight. I'm glad I've experienced the grace of God. I'm glad, brother, that uh, I have that. You're saved by grace through faith. Amen. To every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly then he ought to think a lot of folk today got above the raisin. They may have the same mud I am, I'm telling you, brother. God not looking on anybody's bank account and saying, you better off than this and over here. No, he looks right down on the heart and he says, that one's mine or that one's not. That's what God says tonight. More highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly. And you're right, mine. According as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. Father, we love you tonight. Thank you for this time, for these that have come this way, and for the opportunity to stand behind this desk. I pray that you would help us, Lord, as we preach. And I pray, God, you'd fill my mouth and guard my tongue. I pray that the Holy Spirit would arrest the one that's here unsaved tonight, and bring them to an altar of repentance. I pray, God, that you would increase our faith 
through the Word of God. And that us, uh, as saints of God, as the children of God, would do that which is acceptable in thy sight. I love you, Lord. I bless you for the good meeting thus far. Now use us for your glory. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And amen. I'd like to preach tonight. And, and by the way, I'll probably preach on faith every night this week. I just feel compelled to go that way. It's not always that way. Sometimes you preach anywhere from Genesis to Revelation. You don't know where it's going to go. But I feel compelled as I came down here for this meeting to preach on faith. Now, I don't know if that's to increase mine or yours or whose, but that's where God's led me tonight. So I want to preach on this. I want to preach on the measure of faith. The measure of faith. The Bible says this in 1 Corinthians 2 and 5. Your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. We can't put our faith in men. Men will fail you. I'll fail you. I've got folks in my church that, that I've dropped the ball on them, brother. And it destroyed them. They, they thought I couldn't fail. I'm telling you. I'm flesh and blood just like everybody else. You are too, my friend. And occasionally we're going to drop the ball and understand that your faith can't be in a man. Confidence in a man, but faith in the power of God. Faith in the power of God. The measure is this. Notice that it's to every man. Now what you do with that's up to you. He's dealt you a measure. What you going to do with it? Now a measure is simply this. It's a limited portion or a degree. There's a certain amount. And he's dealt that to each and every one. The Bible's plain right there. He's dealt to every man the measure of faith. So what I'm going to do tonight is look in the Word of God and look at the three measures of faith that Jesus spoke of in the New Testament. Are you with me? You're going to need your Bibles tonight. If you don't have a King James Bible, it's not going to read like mine. But if you've got a good Bible, you'll turn over with me to Matthew chapter 15. Now, a lot, sometimes I preach topical. I preach out of outlines. I never know how God's going to lead me. But tonight, you're going to need your Bibles if you stay with me. I want to begin in uh, chapter uh, 15 in verse number 21. I love to hear the pages turning. It sounds like rain from up here. Are you still with me? Then Jesus went thence and departed into the coast of Tyre and Sidon. Now he's doing something here unusual. He's going into Gentile country. He's going where he told his disciples not to go. He's the only one who could do that. So he's going into Gentile country right here. And behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. And he answered her not a word. And his disciples came and besought him, saying, Send her away, for she crieth after us. They are tore up about the racket she is making. Some folks have been in this meeting tonight that have been all tore up about the racket that was being made, about the noise. Hey, praise God. I believe the Bible still says make a joyful noise unto the Lord. You know what a noise defined is? It's a loud, unpleasant sound. (laughs) Praise God. I believe he likes the racket. Yeah. She's a crying after us, Lord. 
But he answered and said, I'm not sent but to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. To who? To the Jew first and also to the Greek. To the who first? To the Jew first and also to the Greek. Then came she and worshipped. We learned what that meant last night. Saying, Lord, help me. Help me, Lord. Not help them. I'm telling you, help me, Lord. I need your help. Help me. But he answered and said, it's not meat to take the children's bread and to cast it to dogs. She said, truth, Lord. Yet the dogs eat of the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered and said to her, O woman, great is thy faith. Look what he said after that. Be it unto you, even as thou wilt. Now, that's quite a command. That can only be offered from the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's notice quickly about three things from this, and I'm going to go on. First, I want us to notice in verse 22 what faith done for this woman. It was by faith that she came in the first place. She had never come if she didn't believe. A lot of people, they'd come tonight, they just can't believe. But if you believe, bless God, you can come, brother. When I come, I come by faith. I call on a God I've never seen. He answered from a heaven I've never been to. Hallelujah. And I accepted the blood that come from an old rugged cross that I've never had seen. And I believed it, bless God. She came by faith, Damon. And she called him Lord. She had no right as a Gentile, my brother, calling on the son of David, but she called him Lord. How do I call him Lord tonight? I call him Lord by faith. I call him Lord by faith. He's everybody's God. But he's not everybody's Lord. (laughs) She came by faith. And she called by faith. And when he didn't answer her the first time, she continued by faith. She didn't throw in a towel. Good soul, brother. No, she just kept on going. Why did she do that, preacher? Because her faith was great. I'm about to have a spell. But I mean, she had faith. There was an old Gentile dog. And belonging there around the feet of the master. He hadn't come to the Gentile. She began with great faith to call him Lord. Got down on her face, began to worship. Bless God, when she done that, I'm telling you, Jesus couldn't say no. If you'll get to that place tonight, he won't turn you down. No, sir. He will not. If you get to that place. What is that? That's a broken heart and a contrite spirit. That's the type he saves. She continued in that faith. You know what happened then? She claimed the victory. How'd she do that by faith? You know why many folks, church people don't have victory today? Because they're trying to do it on their own. They're discouraged, brother. They're, they're downtrodden. I'm telling you, I'm a pastor. I get discouraged. I get beat down. 
I mean that very one you thought you could count on. Praise God, they decide that the other brother's cooking a little better biscuits than you are. And they take off and go right down the road. Pretty soon they find out that's the same old biscuit they've been eating all along. Hallelujah to God. I tell you, sometimes we get discouraged, but the Lord lifts us up. He wants to know what you measure of faith in. Have you got great faith? If you got great faith, you know what he says? Be it thou to you, even as thou wilt. Brother, I'm going to use your testimony. Because you done preached this message for me. You would have quit a long time ago on this boy right here. From what you just said tonight. But oh, you didn't just call on him one time. And say, that's all I'm going to do. No, it took more than once. It took two times or 20 times. Hey, I got a friend that prayed for his daddy 22 years. And one Sunday morning, that old daddy come from the back of the church, slid under an altar and found the Lord. You know why? Great faith. You know what great faith does? Great faith makes things happen. Great faith makes things happen. Two years ago, it'd be, it'd be three years for this New Year's Day, Pat. Is that right? Three years ago, New Year, this coming New Year's Day. I don't know what y'all do for New Year's Day. About the only time of year I get black-eyed peas and I like them, so I eat the time out of them on New Year's Day. I don't know why we can't cook them this time. Maybe they wouldn't be as good if I got them all the time, but they're good on New Year's. And I'm eating these things. And the phone rings like it does to pastors. It don't matter if it's holiday or midnight. When the phone rings, you answer the phone. And they said, Sister Sherry Knox has been air-flighted to UT Medical Center in Knoxville. And she's in bad shape. She had had a simple procedure done a few days before. And then they had perforated a bowel and didn't know that it had occurred. Sent her back home, brother. And she began to swell up like a basketball. They had to fly her up there on New Year's Day. We jumped in the car and ran up there. We got to the hospital, walked in. I went in the ICU there and prayed with her. And the doctor came out and said, hey. said, that leak stopped. I said, whoa. <laughs> what about that? Ain't that just like him? Yeah. 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 But I didn't know that's exactly right, brother. But I didn't know what happened. The damage had been done. The system had gone septic. And I mean, this girl was, she wasn't just infected in one area. She was infected all over. One week turned into two. Two turned into two months. Two months turned into six months. She's still in the critical care wing six months later. (laughs) 
I'd be on my face in prayer and I'd walk in that room and that girl looked like a dead woman laying there. Her teeth were protruding from her face. Her skin was beginning to sink and her eyes were sunk back in her sockets and I thought she's a goner. Lord, God, this ain't what I'm asking you for. And I'd go in the prayer room. She and my wife grew up together, good friends. I'd go in the prayer room. I'd say, Lord, I refuse to believe anything other than you're going to touch this girl. Amen. I'm not just calling on anybody. I'm calling on the God of heaven. Now, I'm careful about asking God for miracles. I don't ask God for every little thing come along. I don't say, give me a miracle on this, give me a miracle on that, give me all these miracles. I don't do that, brother. Because everything isn't God's will. But I said, God, if you find this in your will, I'm asking, I'm asking you for a big one here, Lord. Because the doctor's saying she's going to die, and I don't believe she's going to die. I'm asking you to touch her. She'd get a little better and she'd get a lot worse. They cut this girl open so many times they couldn't cut her open anymore. They just left her open. I walked into the critical care ward one day and you couldn't put another hose on this little woman. She'd lost a hundred pounds in about nine months and she's still in the hospital. She finally gained consciousness and it looked like she was turning around. I went in the room one day. She said, Mike said, I've had a, I don't know if it's a vision or if it's a dream. She said, but the Lord showed me a walking. The Lord showed me, you come walking by my bedside. It's a few months later, she's still in the hospital, brother. Now we're, now we're clicking on a year. I walked in the hospital room and she run her fingers through her hair and her hair just came out. She said, Mike, I'm giving up. She said, I can't take it anymore. She said, I'm just ready to go on home. I said, praise God. I don't think he's through with you. I think that little grandson you got running around the church house there needs you around the pile. I don't think the Lord is done. She said, you don't think. I said, let's just pray. How about that? I got down there hovered over that bed and I'm telling you, I just said, Father, bless heaven. And he said, what? I mean, the wind started to blow. (laughs) Hallelujah. The glory bells is going off in my soul. I was weeping. She was weeping. I got through praying. She said, I'm not a quitting. (laughs) She said, I think I'm getting better. (laughs) And you know what happened this past year? It took a year and a half to come to pass. But bless God, she taught vacation Bible school. You know why? It wasn't just my faith. It's her great faith makes things happen. It wasn't just in Bible days, brother. It still works today. Jesus said in His eternal Word that settled forever. Let me read it. Be it unto thee, even as thou wilt. It's not for everybody, preacher. I don't see where he excluded anyone in this. That's right. Come on, preacher. I can't find where he said I'm a respecter of persons. No, I found the condition here was great is thy faith. Great is thy faith. How's your faith? 
How's your faith? Well, I've prayed for him for 40 years, preacher. Are you praying, believing? You're just praying, hoping. I went in there, I went in there, I prayed over this preacher. I knew, I, well, I thought God was going to do it. Do you think he's going to do it? No. Or do you know he's going to do it? Yeah. Amen. That's right. He said right here, he said, great is thy faith. Amen. Be it unto you. <laughs> As you will, brother. Amen. Great faith makes things happen. Most of you turn your Bible, turn one page back. You're going to find a story in chapter 14. He talks about great faith. And here in this particular story, Matthew 14 and verse 22, let me read it. And straightway Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship and to go before him... Under the other side, while he sent the multitudes away. That is a message in itself. I don't have time to preach. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up unto a mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea. Tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. Listen, the prince and the power of the air, he has to get the permission of the Father to ever send it that way. But he still sends the storm, my friend. <laughs> and he went in the fourth watch. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is the Spirit. They cried out of fear. We do that from time to time. We say, Lord, I don't understand this. And I'm afraid. And uh, you ever notice in the New Testament, every time Jesus showed up, one of his favorite terms was fear not or be not afraid. Amen. <laughs> fear not. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but Lord, they're coming to get my house. Fear not. They're going to take everything I got, Lord. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to lose my job. I've got everything. Be not afraid. It is I, says the Master. Yeah, but you're not living where I'm living, preacher. You don't know where I've lived, praise God. Fear not. Be not afraid. They told me I was going to die, preacher. <laughs> if you know him, you're a winner either way. Fear not. Be not afraid. For fear they cried. But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, desire, be not afraid. Peter answered and he said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. You know what he said? Come. Come on. There's a little girl teaching Sunday school class. And our little children were in her class, and she's giving them a, some Bible stories and trying to teach them verses and letting them repeat them. And she told this story about Jesus walking on the water. And then they took prayer requests before the class ended that night. Most of them say, pray for my mommy, pray for my daddy, pray for my sister or my brother or my sick grandpa, something like that. But this little child, and you just have to know it to make the story even better. But when they come around to her, they said, Allie, said, what do you want us to pray for? She said, I want to walk on water. <laughs> 
teacher said, I got the thing in my word. She's going to go tell her mom and daddy. I said, she can walk on water. They're going to pull her out of my class. She said, then the Holy Spirit began to deal with me. She said, I got the thing. And you know what? I want to walk on water too. <laughs> you know what he said? He said, come on, bless God. You want to walk on water? Get out of the boat. Yeah, but I'm safer in here, Lord. I'd like it over here where ain't nobody can see me. I'd like to walk on the water, but somebody might be watching. He said, just come on, bless God. You want to get out of the boat. <laughs> come. Peter come down out of the ship. He walked on the water. Say a lot of things about Peter if you want to. I'm not too quick to criticize old brother. I don't see any of the rest of them walking on the water. You know why the devil's after him so hard? Because he is ready to walk on the water. I can just see the rest of them. They must have been good Baptists. Stays in the boat. Say, go ahead, Peter, jump out. <laughs> Watch this, Philip. Oh, Peter's going down. Go ahead, boy. Get on out of the boat. Wouldn't you like to see his face when that first step happened? Stepping again, Brother Damon. Then he begins to look around and things not looking like he thought they ought to. Things not looking like we think they ought to, brother. We're quick to say, oh, we're going down. Save me, Lord. Save me, Lord. I got you. Let's get in the boat. I'm in there with you. <laughs> what happened? Uh, oh, thou... Of little faith. Wherefore didst thou doubt? Why'd you doubt? Why'd you doubt? Am I God or not? Do I do what I say I do or not? Is my word settled forever in heaven or not? Are you saved or not? If you're saved, I'm telling you, you don't have one thing to fear. The flesh will fear it's weak, but I'm telling you, bless God, you don't have to worry about one thing. Why'd you doubt, Mike? I've doubted. I've doubted. Why'd you worry? Where's your faith? Oh, thou little faith. Great faith makes things happen. If the Lord hadn't been there, Peter would have been a mess. That's what a little faith will do. It's just enough to get you out of the boat. But it's not enough to keep you going. You'll be tossing in a towel. Yeah, that's right. Amen. Don't look at me like that. You're not too sanctified either, I tell you. I know too many been in it 20, 30 years where they had on Sunday at the house. That's right. They're at home. Why? Because a little faith will make a mess. I read this story about a missionary. 
this woman went to this island, tropical island. I can't recall the name of it. She goes to this island. She witnesses to these, to these natives. And this one little woman gets gloriously saved. I mean, she gets the full boatload, brother. Hallelujah. Didn't have to wait on the Spirit of God. She got it all right there one time. Wham! I've been filled a lot of times since I got filled first time. Yeah. Hadn't you? Yeah. Yeah. If you're not, you ought to ask him. That's why Paul said, be ye filled with the Spirit. Yeah. Yeah. Why would he have said that if some of them wasn't? <laughs> you're right. This girl got the load. And she had a little baby. And the baby got sick. Now, a little faith was enough faith to lead her to the Savior. So she leads her to Christ, and now when the baby gets sick, she don't have as much faith. She got enough faith to believe that Christ died for her sin, and the blood washed it away, and grace is available through faith to have the gift. So she, in the turn, the native comes to the woman who's led her to the Lord and said, said, my baby's real sick. What am I going to do? She said, well, she said, uh, we need some ice. She said, but the only problem is this tropical island. We won't have any refrigeration. We're living in primitive conditions here. And there's no ice. She said, well, you told me God could do anything. She said, well, He can. She said, well, if He's God and He can do anything, she said, I'm going to ask Him for ice. She said, honey, you've got to remember where you're at. It's a lot like church folk today. Oh, now, don't forget where you are. God might do that for some strung out Pentecostal, but He ain't going to do it for you Baptist. Go ahead. Now, hey, listen. Oh, yeah, but He just does that for them that's plugged in. He don't do that for everybody. Don't tell me that garbage. He's still the same God today as He was yesterday. He's not going to change. She said, I tell you what. She said, I believe that if that's what it's going to take to save my baby... That God will give it to me. And said, that little native woman yeah, yeah. fell down in the sand right there in front of all these people and said, God, <laughs> I know you're big enough to save my baby. Amen. And without ice, she's going to die. Yeah. Save my baby, Lord. God, yeah. Amen. Of course, the skeptics watched yeah. as the little native woman got up out of the sand and went about her business. And said, here in a few minutes, the wind picked up. Said, there's a cloud appeared in the sky. I imagine it's about the size of a man's hand. I don't know. Said, all of a sudden, the lightning began to flash and the thunder's rolling. And said, hell balls the size of your fist started falling out of the sky and covered the ground. Said, that little girl grabbed her basket and ran out there. And filled that basket up with ice balls and walked over to the girl and said, See what God can do. (laughs) He uses the natural to do the supernatural. Why is that? Because he controls it all. What if she'd have listened to the woman said, Your baby not going to make it? Trying to hurry. 
You're making it hard. Mark chapter 4. Mark chapter 4, verse 35. This is a different night. Jesus not walking on the water here. He's in the boat. Friday night, I'm going to preach on a, on a ship of faith. I hope you can come Friday night. Jesus in the boat this night. Things not looking real good. See, even, even though he's aboard my little vessel, somebody say, God's here tonight. I said, no, he's here. I brought him with me. Don't go anywhere without him. And the storms are raging. And that's not uncommon. But when they got very afraid, became very afraid, they woke him up. There's a psalm, it's time to wake up the master. Yeah. <laughs> I got news for you, friend. He doesn't slumber or sleep. <laughs> One old preacher said, he said, I'd prayed till about two in the morning. He said, I said, Lord, since you never slumber or sleep, just take care of this. I'm going to bed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Amen. Verse 40, he said, why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? Yeah. You know, great faith can make things happen. Little faith can make a mess. No faith makes you miserable. That's good, preacher. It makes you miserable. When he returns, shall he find faith? If he returns not, he's going to. (laughs) If I live to be 70, 70, 30, how old am I? 20 years from now, he's going to find it again, praise God. I don't know what measure it'll be. I hope it'd be great. I hope it wouldn't be a little. Amen. I certainly don't want it to be none. Right. Amen. So, right? Won't you have some faith? No faith. There's times in our lives Oh, my. I've not always been the preacher. I've not always been what I ought to be. I don't have I don't have any stones thrown at anybody. I used to carry a black stone in my pocket everywhere I preached. I lost it one time. Never could find it again. Preached for years with it in my pocket. I didn't have any stones to throw, but I still don't have any. Raised a boy in church, raised in church, singing barefoot on a in ladder back pew church with waspers flying in the windows because they was up in the pot belly stove in the corner because yeah. there weren't no heat and the bathrooms was out in the woods. Yeah, yeah. Most of you don't even know what that is. <laughs> right, brother. You, you, you're civilized. And knew what it was. 
saved gloriously at 11 years old. My uncle used to have me open up church. I was 15. And I married that woman sitting over there. I won't tell how long, but it's been a while back. God used her to rescue me, but I was still stubborn, Damon, for a lot of years. Stubborn. You can call it what you want to. I call it being backslid on God. You can call it out of the wheel, whatever you want. I'll tell you what it was, brother. I was in a bad way. I was like the guy threw in the towel. I wasn't where I ought to be. I found a letter years later from my mama. She had written to my sister. She said, Michael, I'm more concerned about Michael than any of my children. I'm the oldest of four. She said, for he seems so far from God. But I'm praying whatever it takes. She contracted cancer. She was 46 years old. And I was still stubborn, brother. I thought I'd just do it my way. Yeah. I mean, I had big plans and, and I was going to do, you know. What happened to your faith, preacher? I don't know what happened to it, but I wasn't walking around with it, brother. Yeah. And Mama got real sick. By now she's 47. Cancer's come back twice. And it's not looking good. And I said one night, want some of these preachers around here? Yes. I don't care whether you believe in it or not, friend. The book says that works. I've seen it happen. Well, some of these preachers right here come and anoint her. It wasn't the preachers that had the problem. It was her son. Had it been reversed, had it been today, then 24 years ago, I believe I could have walked into the house with this oil. They poured it on her head. I mean the whole bottle. I grabbed her by the face, Damon. And said in the name of Christ. Yeah. Amen. That don't happen, preacher. It don't happen every time. But I've seen it happen a lot of times. Yeah. According to your will, I've seen him do it. Yeah. yeah. But what happened that day? I was like them. I was fearful. My faith had disappeared. But I didn't have what I once had. Amen. Things hadn't went my way. I didn't think I was like, oh boy, the song touched me tonight. Throw in the towel. I don't like it your way. God, I'll do it my way. He said, the way of the transgressor is hard. Do it my way. It may look rough, but oh, I'm going to make it sweet. And she died. My son, who's here tonight, was three years old, and it was snowing, and I don't like snow. Everything I didn't like was happening that day. We buried Mama, and it was snowing, and I wasn't happy, and I was miserable. Why? Because that's what no faith does. 
And my son was out on the front porch and he built a little snowman. He was a little about that tall. I'll never forget it. I was sitting in a chair looking out the window. He looked up toward heaven. He said, hey, Granny! <laughs> Do you see my snowman? And God tore the heart plumb out of my chest. So where are you at now? I said, I'm in a bad way. I'm in a bad way, Lord. Won't you do something with your faith? He's dealt you a measure. He's just waiting on to do something with it. Would you be honest tonight? Just how? What kind of measure are you using? Is it great? Some people's faith is great. Is it little? Some people have little faith. Is it no faith? Some have never had faith at all. And the Bible said, without faith it is impossible to please him. For they that come to God must believe that he is. And that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. That's what the Bible says. So you know what I ask you tonight? Give me this one, brother, please. What kind of measure do you have? Great faith makes things happen. Devil can't do a thing with it. <laughs> a little faith will make you miserable or make a mess, and no faith will make you miserable. Won't you come and let God fix your mess tonight? Whatever's broken, let Him repair it. Whatever's missing, let Him add it. He's not standing here with a big stick saying, I'm going to beat you to death if you come up here. No, He loves you. He loves you more than you love yourself, if you can believe that. He'll never quit loving you. Paul said, I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angel, nor principality, nor power, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. I'd say that covers it. He loves you. If a sister come to piano, if you'd stand to your feet, and if you bow your heads in this house tonight, if you need to pray, make your way to the front and say, Lord, increase my faith. God, I don't just need a little faith. I need great faith. I need faith, God. That have changed my life, changed my church I attend, changed my family, changed my walk. Hallelujah. Change the way I worship, change the way I serve. I need that faith that only you can provide, Lord. I'm telling you, because it's His faith that He gives to us. He says, Would you come? Would you come? If you never had faith, 
you're lost tonight. And you need to be saved. Would you just take that friend or loved one by the hand standing next to you and say, Would you pray with me? I'm not leaving here tonight without putting faith in Christ. Because tomorrow might not come. Now is the accepted time. Today's the day of salvation. I'm I'm coming now. Lord, I'm coming now. I'm not putting it off. Brother Todd, I'd love to just take the old book. Sit down with you. Kneel down with you. And say, here's all that's required. Faith. Grace is available. Faith picks up the gift. Would you come tonight? Would you come tonight and say, Lord, have mercy on me, an old sinner. Just an old sinner, Lord. Would you come to, I'm a coming, Lord. Would you come tonight? He's extended grace that you could even be here in this service with us tonight. <clears throat> Would you come? Oh, come home. Come home. Would you come? Do you need to come? You need